Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Harry Wakes right to the left. Welcome to the last word on Spurs. I am Richard Cracknell. Looking back on a marvellous evening at the lane. Are we still allowed to call it the lane? I'm calling it the lane anyway. You call it what you like. Take your coin, Mr. Levy. But it's always going to be the lane to me. Oh, what a night. What a night. And we creep up, 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 up. Six, seven games ago. Wasn't looking like we was going to be doing anything now. Oh, man, more comebacks than Frank Sinatra. Right, OK, joining us this evening to have a look at what's been going on. Joining us via the Daily Hotspur, it is, of course, Mr Jamie Brown. Evening, Jamie. Yeah, good evening. I hope all the listeners are doing well. Also, um, yeah, really, really impressive win tonight. And um, I think, you know, Harry Kane and Gareth Bale, just watching them combine was was incredible. Um, and, and really, you know, it it's just feels so surreal watching those two combine on the pitch together. And tonight they would they just prove why they are two of the best players in the world. And to see Gareth Bale back to that sort of form is is is, is quite incredible. And um, yeah, the way they combined on numerous occasions this evening was was fantastic. And it and you know, it's no wonder we're kind of starting to creep up when you've got two players of, of that real quality, of absolute world class quality. Um, you know, that's certainly going to give us such a big boost. So it's, it's just really, really nice to watch those two combining and um, a really, really, really impressive win tonight. So, yeah, very happy. Excellent stuff. Next up on the panel, making one of his rare appearances. He only comes along because we're winning. He only sings when he's winning, pods when he's winning. It is the one and only, one of our own, Mr Jason McGovern. 
It's the four-one pod. <laughs> it's, we only do the four-one pods. It's, it's as simple as that. No, it was a good win. Jamie's right, but a special mention as well. I think to Lucas Mora, who um, who actually said last time I was on, he's actually in good form at the moment. Lucas Mora, and uh, he really set the tempo in that first half, and he's pressing in the way he forced that opening goal. Summed up his performance in that, particularly in that first half. So, and some some other good performances out there as well. So nice to. Always nice for me to come on and see us playing on the front foot and trying to dominate a game and scoring goals. And that, that's what I want to see. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And finally, joining us this evening, the trio, finishing the trio off with us. Now, talk about crazy trains. You kids that have seen uh, Back to the Future. Have you seen that bit at the end of one of them? Was it number three? You're Back to the Future three. When that train just turns up out of nowhere, a time-travelling train, that's your crazy train now, baby. It's the one and only Mr. Lee McQueen. Evening, crackers. Evening, boys. Evening, listeners. And, yeah, another game, another home game, another four goals in the back of the net uh, for the mighty Tottenham Hotspur. And um, I think that's three, go- three home games on the trot now where we score four goals. Uh, so uh, lovely, L- nice that the goals for um, column is is getting much, much higher. And uh, yeah, l- like the lad said, very, very pleasing. Um, I want to put a big shout out to all the players that the boys have already mes- mentioned. And I'm sure we'll get into it, but I want to put a big shout out to uh, Doherty tonight. I thought it was his best game in a Spurs shirt. Uh, and he's been given a lot of grief um, from, uh, from, from us and a lot of the fans or whatever. And I thought he played well tonight. So fair play to him. Um, but again, what Jay said as well, I thought Lucas Moore was absolutely outstanding. And on another day he gets, you know, he, he, he probably gets man of the match or whatever. But then when you got them other two, I, at one point I thought Sonny was feeling left out. It's like he'd been dumped or something. Do you know what I mean? And Gareth, Gareth and the new romance of Gareth and Kane, Bale and Kane. I mean, a, a, how many times have you thought about, we mentioned this last time when Gareth pinged that ball to Kane um, in, against Burnley, but now it's uh, Kane, Kane. To bail, bail, get in, oh, get in there, bail. I mean, it's what dreams are made of, and I want a big cuddle with all of them. They're celebrating, they've got smiles on their faces. Gareth's had a haircut, that's why he scored two. I called it early, Jamie, you know I did. And uh, yeah, absolutely phenomenal. So the blue book's out, 12 shots, five shots on target. The, the stats are beautiful, cracks, I'm sure we'll get into it. Yeah, fantastic, mate, buzzing. Marvellous, marvellous old stuff. Right, so we'll bring you the uh, team line-up. We started with Loris, Doherty, Sanchez, Alderweireld and Reggie. Hoiberg and Winks in the middle. Lucas Bell, Son and Kane. And that collective groan went up, didn't it, at about 6.15 when we saw Winks there and Undembele rested. But listen, I'll be fair to Harry Winks because he does get his kickings. But tonight, he was he was pretty solid. Jamie, I'll, I'll come to you that, that starting line up and um and Dembele, do you think uh you think Thursday in mind and trying to go a bit deeper into this Europa League or maybe a knock or yeah for sure it's been it's been really nice to kind of see Dembele get a run of games in the side and um I think it was it's probably his time to have a rest um he's played a lot of consecutive games in a row um and, and really he hasn't done that throughout his whole Spurs career so I think he was as I said probably due a rest um, I mean, I would question, you know, Harry Winks coming into the side, I think, tonight. 
I don't know. I wasn't. I still wasn't too sure about Harry Winks. Maybe I'm being a bit harsh on him, but you know, again, I can't. You can't criticise him too much. He was before part of a, a fantastic team this evening, and as Lee said, I think Matt Doherty's had a lot of criticism, especially from myself. Um, but he, he had a good game tonight, and a much better game. Davinson Sanchez again, um, and and that's been really nice to see. I think that's one of the things um, I, I mentioned on a couple of the pods. I wanted to see a consistent back uh, back four or certainly a centre-back partnership. And we've got that now with Davinson Sanchez and Toby Alderweireld. And, you know, suddenly we look a lot more defensively secure. So um, obviously we kept a clean sheet in the last two games tonight. Maybe there was one or two questionable moments defensively, but we're looking more solid now. So that's that's been really pleasing as well. Um, but look, I, I'm glad there was some sort of rotation tonight. Um, we've got a huge game um, against Zagreb on Thursday. Um, a lot of games coming up. So I think it was, you know, it was well rotated tonight from Mourinho. So um, I was I was fine with the rotation. I think the team was fine. Good stuff. Uh, Jason, I'll come round to you. And uh, again, on the question of Winks, he was good tonight. He was solid. You know, it was nothing spectacular, but bread and butter. But it was good bread and butter, wasn't it? He was just done the, done the simple things well. Couple of moments, but overall was decent. He was more than that six out of ten I normally give him. Oh, I don't know. I might have just stuck with the six out of ten. I think the, <laughs> since, I think there was that silly foul right on half time and he thought, why? Uh, and just one or two other little sloppy bits of play. But um, but no, there was no major catastrophes today. And uh, I thought Doherty, again, I, I wouldn't go quite as far as to say he had a great game, but but um, Davinson Sanchez almost ruined himself with that slipping and sliding at the ends. But overall, you know, we did limit the mistakes today. Yet, yet another one with Toby in the air, flat-footed yet again. How many times have I said Toby's weakness in the air is, is, is ridiculous for a player of his undoubted ability in every other facet of the game? Reading the lane, passing, composure, everything is so good. And yet in the air, I've never known a centre-half as good as him, be as bad as him in that one one facet of the game. But no, overall, you know, we limited the mistakes. Hoiberg had a had a really solid game. The times that he was there to to mop up, and and then we just that's the thing. If you can limit those mistakes and just be don't have to be great defensively, but just just solid enough, and then let those front players play. That's what playing to your strengths are. And we've got so many. You know, it was a surprise for me to see Delhi not follow up by being left out from the Fulham game. Although, in fairness, I was surprised that Delhi started because Mora didn't deserve to be left out. If anyone at the moment, probably Sonny's the one that you look at and think it's not quite working for Sonny. So, um, but no, we've, we've got such talent up front that just give them the platform and let them play. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, Lee, as Jason said there, we're now limiting mistakes at the back. We are still making them but they're a lot more limited, aren't they? They're, they're, they're becoming fewer and further between. And we're just mopping up where we used to make those mistakes or let a ball run through. We seem to be just cutting that down. And that percentage ratio of mistakes dropping is really, really helping us. And, and scoring goals now as well, because the goal difference is insane. It, it, this top four place could come down to a... Um, goal difference uh, issue, couldn't it? Yeah, it's very, it's very tight. Um, I, w- I would never say that. Uh, well, hopefully, I will at one point, but I never say that um, Doherty had a great game. Um, I said he had the best 
game in a Spurs shirt, which probably don't mean too much if you're going on tonight's performance, to be fair, but it was the best one that I've seen. Um, you look at the stats tonight, I mean, and you talk about the Palace and you can talk about, um, you know, Winks giving the ball away. And, and, and I absolutely agree with Jason. I think he did. Um, and there was a couple of opportunities where you just think, why are you trying that pass? Or why why is that going going to ride there? Um, you know, Jose Mourinho um, f- famously pulled uh, pulled Delhi apart, didn't he, against Stoke for for giving the ball away 15, was it Jace 15, 16 touches or something um, afterwards? And I just think that you know, that goal um, that we scored straight, right on the stroke of half time was because it, we got a bit sloppy. And and I, I see it every week and I say this every week, so, so I know I bore you listeners probably, but you know, we dropped 10, 15 yards back. When, when, you're, when you're playing passing football between your centre-backs. I've got no problem with you doing that. Back and forth, back and forth. Maybe Doc, Doc gets it, and then it goes back and forth, back and then goes Reggie gets it, whatever, and it goes back into the centre-backs. But do it on your halfway line. Right? I'll do it five yards deeper than your halfway line. Don't do it five yards outside the 18-yard box, like 25 yards out from goal. And that's what we started to keep doing that, and we was inviting him on. Um, and Winks, we've, uh, I think Moore lost the ball. Winks gives the ball away. Doherty's tucked way too, uh, um, too, too close to the centre-backs. And he doesn't press the ball at all. So, um, you know, for, for the goal, a great cross. And it was a good header. But you look at the both centre-backs, like, like you said, Toby's flat-footed. Davinson Sanchez has lost his man. He doesn't know where he is. And so, so it could have been much, much tighter. We shouldn't have conceded. But we've had 12 shots uh, at goal, five on target. Um, so that's pleasing. 65% of the possession. So I suppose, you know, for the possession people out there, that's pleasing. Um, 686 passes. I would probably go to say that that's one of the highest passing that we've had all season uh, from a stats perspective. The one I'm really, really pleased at, Crackers, is 88% passing accuracy. I don't think I've seen it that high. I study this stuff. You know, you know I, don't, I love my stats. Uh, that is very, very high. Um, you know, you look at Palace, 35% possession, 373 passes. You know, they had one shot on target, which obviously they scored. Um, but other than that, they never looked like they was going to score. Wilford at the post, to be fair. And a fit Wilford Zaha, you know, he's, he, well, he's their, he's their main man, isn't he, to, to be fair. When he was coming on, I thought to myself, well, actually, you know, it's it maybe a change it or something. And then, and then uh, Ezzy went off. So I was quite pleased with that, to, to be fair, because I thought Ezzy could, could be a threat for them as well. But, they went. They they didn't threaten us at all today. I wasn't worried. Even when it went one one, it was very annoying. But I knew we'd win the football match um, because we had enough. And I just want to quickly touch on Bale. I know we'll get into it, but Bale on on flames, absolute flames. He's he's literally like you know we talked about it, didn't we? Is he going to be the 1.0, the 2.0? Is he going to be a 1.5? Well, I think he's a, a he's definitely more than a 2.0 now. I think he's maybe a, about one point. Five, maybe a one point two five. He's he's on flames. He scored six goals in six appearances. Um, you know he's he's only played eleven or made eleven appearances in the Premier League this year. Uh, he scored five goals and two assists. Uh, the guy's on fire, um, and he's he's coming to the party at the exact time that we need him. And I've just written down here uh, in the famous blue book. Um, if if we had another massive stupid thing, really, but if we had another thirty minutes against West Ham, uh, we win that football match. The, the way he came on, the way we were playing, you know, at the bar, whatever. If it was another 30 minutes in that game, we'd win it. So that means our, our run goes on. So really, really pleasing, Crackers. It's um, it's good. You know, we, we have a lot of <laughs> a lot of uh, moaning and whinging and whatever on the show, and rightly so for the for, for the doldrums. Uh, but you know, you you called it a few. Uh, it was only a week ago. We played so many games, 42 play, uh, t- uh, points to play for. 
We've got to start getting points. Well, we've got nine out of them 42 so fast. Maximum points. We go again. And uh, fair play to the lads. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was 42 points up for grabs. And uh, we've done three games since I said that. We've grabbed all nine. That's all, all you can do, isn't it? And score goals and got the goal difference up. Jamie, I'll come round to you. We've had a little look at the back four there and uh, settle in and hopefully it just continues to improve. But got to give a special mention this evening to Lucas Mora. Uh, you know, people were, were sort of saying, oh, no, Delhi, Delhi can play. But Mora had done nothing wrong. Delhi had, had, uh, had come in, dropped back out again tonight. I thought Mora was outstanding tonight. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. He's a man who can either be 1971 Brazil or he can be 2021 Alan Brazil, can't he? He's just like, even within a game, he's brilliant. And then he just does something completely mad. But overall, <laughs> I thought he was spectacular tonight. Yeah, for sure. I was really, really pleased with Lucas Moore. And it's it's just the intensity that he brings to the, to the games. I think, you know, you saw that with the first goal. It's his pressing that won the ball back. Um, but yes, as much as you can be frustrated at times with his decision-making on the ball, I think what he does do is he's kind of that manager's dream. He'll work so hard for the team. Um, he'll work incredibly hard to press and he brings real energy to the team. So again, tonight, but he, he is starting to really produce some actual genuine quality now. And that's really pleasing. Again, it's... You know, I've touched on this. He's a guy who has undoubtable talent. Um, it's just get finding that consistency. And right now, he just seems to have that. And, um, you know, I, I think uh, Jason was right. He mentioned it. Um, you know, maybe did he deserve to start against Fulham? And, and perhaps he did. You know, it was maybe harsh to drop Delhi, but we all wanted Delhi back in the team. And again, it you know, comes down to rotation. So, but Lucas Mora tonight, I thought he was fantastic. And again, it comes down to just the intensity that he brings. So really, really pleased with Lucas' performance. Um yeah, and I, I'm, I'm I certainly earned a chance to have more uh, opportunity in the team. I'm very pleased with him tonight. Jason, coming round to you, and that first 20 minutes was really quite cagey, wasn't it? It was cancelling. They cancelled us out. They got bodies behind the ball. Frustrating. But Mora's work, we'll talk through that first goal on 24 minutes, and Mora nicking the ball away, and uh, the ball from Kane into Bell was was great teamwork, wasn't it? It wasn't utterly, overly spectacular, but it was just good, hard graft goal, wasn't it? Just to sniff something out from a well-organised Palace team. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, you force the error. I mean, Palace, Palace set up as you expect them to do, keep those two lines of four, let you have the ball wide, and then, you know, go and press you when you go wide, but they, they let you funnel it. They don't let you come through the middle, and they think we'll defend the crosses. And with Gary Cahill you know, marshalling their defence. Usually any cross that goes in there, he'll he'll sort out that without a problem. So, you know, a lot of teams do that now, don't they? Keep that that four quite narrow and let you have... They, you know, it always amazes me when people say to break teams down, you need pace and width. And yet every team wants you to pass the ball out wide. You know, they, you leave the wide men totally unmarked now. So it, it always baffles me when people say that. But no, they, they set up that way and it's, it's just forcing that error and... We've got such good players that once you force that error and, you know, you, you can start running at defenders and, and the players of that quality, Gareth Bale can make his run because he knows that ball's going to come across to him. And so it's just making sure you're in that position and the, the link-up play from those those players. We saw it with the second goal. We saw it with uh, 
with Sonny's ball back across to Kane. You know, quality players can produce quality moments and they're usually the decision-making in those times is, is what separates them from just average players. They make the right decision and we saw it time and time again tonight. So, you know, absolutely fantastic way to, to force the error and... Um, you know, we'd, we'd only had that one chance. It was Sonny. Sonny actually probably should have done better with his header early on. But you felt like that, that was a pattern of the game. And and always, I've always said, get the first goal and then get the second. And that's what forces the game to change. Because at 1-0, Palace, you could see for the rest of that half, they weren't really going to change their game. They were just going to sit in there and do the same thing. So go and get the second. And we eventually did that. Yeah, Lee, coming round to you, um, to... Going in at uh, half-time one-on, we spoke about the goal that we gave away and the sloppiness of it, and uh, it, it felt like a real kick up the terrier, didn't it, to be honest, that, that goal going in. Thankfully, the end of the first half and not the end of the second half, as it normally seems to be against us in, in days of old. But I, I thought that was absolutely crucial that we came out and the time we scored that second goal, just into the second half, just to reassert. I mean, you know, goals are important, but sometimes times are goals as well, aren't they? They can really, they gave us that pick up again, didn't it? Completely agree. It's weird. Um, uh, obviously, we've got a brilliant WhatsApp group. Got another brilliant one with uh, with my other guys, uh, season ticket holders that I go, go with and known for years and whatever. Um, and we have a thing on there that the first, uh, we always say the first 10, 15 minutes of the second half, you know, that is a crucial time, isn't it? Depending on how the score is, it's a crucial time if you can get yourself in front. And I think the thing is that it was so crucial today is not only did we get the we get ourselves back in front within what first five minutes or whatever, we we got another one virtually straight after it was bang bang and it was in the game was done. I mean, when Kane scores that world class strike, you, you you know we ain't losing the game. And again, you look at the the statistics and whatever, Palace they don't score a lot of goals. Um, and, you know, there's no way they was going to be scoring three or, or blimey, dare I say, four against us. So you kind of knew that the, the the game was done and dusted by that point. But I, I totally agree with you on the timing thing. And I, and I think that, you know, when you're, when four or five weeks ago, when, when a team scores, when Palace did, right on a half time and it goes in, it changes the half time team talk. And, and, the, and the moment that Tottenham were in three, four weeks ago, that 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 probably that second half doesn't go the way that it did today. Did, did you get what I mean? And again, again, I, said, I think it's a confidence thing. I think it's a um, you know a mentality thing in terms of um, you know the way we've kind of turned a corner. And, and I do, I do genuinely think it is also because players are playing really well now. Like in terms of you know well, I'm thinking of Gareth Bale again. I think it's a massive influence. You can see the little. Um, uh, celebrations are back. Do you know what I mean? Like with uh, with the little handshake stuff going on, and I know it sounds silly, but smiles on your faces makes a huge, huge difference. And I just think that, like Jason said, go get the first, go and get the second. Jason called it for before the Burnley game, and then we went out of Burnley. We've done exactly that. Um, I think I was very worried in midweek because you know, to be fair to Fulham, they played really well in the second half, and I was a bit critical of Spurs because I, I just felt like we should have been getting on the front foot more dropping too deep um but then you see them today turn over i know i know liverpool are struggling very very badly at the moment but they turn uh, liverpool over today and you think well actually uh, that that becomes uh, quite a decent you know it was a good a good three points anyway but that actually result becomes a bit better and i was worried that we'd 
trip up the momentum a bit. Do you get what I mean? It's like I wanted to come in a Palace game and get on the front foot, and but we did. So, you know, it's really, really good. There's a confidence thing. I think the Reese interview, I don't know whether listeners you've read it or you've seen it in the week, uh, but he's come out and sort of said we started to believe again. I think it was right, Alistair Gold, one of the, you know, friend of the show. Um, and, you know, it's quite interesting now to see the way, I don't know, the way it's turned around. Have we turned the corner? I, I think we have. I think, you know, taking nine points out of a possible nine, I think we've turned the corner. And, you know, we've got a massive game again on Thursday. And I did say this a couple of weeks back. I think I think playing in the Europa helps us. I, I can't believe I, I've, I said it before, but I think it does. I think that, that momentum starts going. I was really pleased as well that Vinny came on uh, when he did and, you know, got a couple of minutes in his belt type thing in the Premier League. So, yeah, really good. Really, really, really pleased. Jamie, uh, coming to you, Lee touched on there with like Fulham's uh, win today versus Liverpool. And I think that actually makes our win there even better now. We might have been, uh, we was happy about it, but uh, that win now looks even better because I, I think Fulham actually a decent, decent side and shouldn't be where they are. And uh, we might have been a little bit critical, but to go there and get the win the form they're in, I think that sort of speaks volumes about our form and confidence even more so now, doesn't it? Yeah, um, and I, I think I kind of made, I'd, I'd like to kind of say a bit on that I did on the last pod. I think I, you know, maybe I was very critical of the performance, but I, you also compare the number of games that Spurs have played to the number of foot games Fulham have played and you see the intensity that they play with. Um, you know, it was never, I think Spurs, they've played 11 more matches than Fulham have, you know, given our involvement in all the competitions. So, you know, maybe there, there was an element of fatigue coming into that match, but again, I think I think I, I did also credit Fulham on on the pod as well. I think they are a good, they are a strong side, and I do think they are in a false position. They have struggled to turn draws into wins, um, and today they obviously produced a very big performance. So they showed they're a side that are going to start getting results. So you know that was a massive result for us to go there and win one nil. Um, again, you know, you, these these games you can make it hard for yourselves and. Um, you know, maybe we, we did start to struggle in the second half in that game. But, you know, to get over the line, that was so crucial. And I, I kind of wanted, I kind of, I, I think sometimes you have to do that. And I, I wasn't so sure um, against Fulham. I was thinking maybe I was I was very critical of the performance. But I think when you look at it, getting over that line and actually, you know, the number of games we've play, played compared to Fulham, I think it was really important that we got over the line. And yeah, I think it does show that it was, a, it was an impressive result in the end. Staying with you, Jamie, and the, the issue of fatigue and that, I, um, I, I think it's beginning to show with Sonny, isn't it? He's, he seems to have had a, a dip off. Do you think that's just fatigue or something else going on? And if, if he needs dipping out of the team, how do, we re, how do we replace him? How do we change the formation? Who do we bring in? I'll throw that over to the other chaps as well here. But Sonny's form of late is a little bit of a concern, isn't it? Um, yeah, obviously he's not scoring and, and uh, assisting as many goals as he as he was at the start of the season. But I think that was inevitable that we were going to see a slight drop off in form. I mean, the num I think the xG that he was producing and the number of goals was was quite incredible. So it was inevitable that maybe he started the season so strong and was putting in so much effort. But I've I've just seen a clip actually on Twitter of Jose Mourinho and him after the game, and you see Jose Mourinho really congratulating him and and, and kind of showing him a lot of love. And it just shows, you know, Sonny is a guy that works incredibly hard for the team, just like Lucas Mori brings so much energy to that team. And 
you know, maybe when he's not quite at his best, he still brings a lot, as I said, in terms of that energy. He still has a great deal of ability. And, you know, we saw today he um, combined with Harry Kane once again. Um, and as I'm sure Lee will have it down in the blue book, that's now rec Premier League record for most goals combined between um, Harry Kane and Chung-Min Son in a single season. So a massive achievement for them. But um, I don't know. I, I, I still feel as though Son is the kind of player that you keep in the team. He's the guy that will always produce a moment of magic today. It wasn't at his best, but he's still come away with an assist. So I think that's mm. why you keep Chung-Min Son in the team because he always has that magic moment in him. You know, maybe Jose Mourinho will look at it and think, OK, there is a moment that he does need to rest. He has played a lot, a lot of football. Um, you see how much we rely on him, always using the Europa League, always using the Premier League. So maybe Jose Mourinho might look to rotate it. But as I said, I, I don't worry too much because he's always that player that has that quality to uh, pop up and do something. Jason, coming to you, do you think we could maybe afford to rest Sonny on Thursday night and uh, freshen him up for the North London derby that's... Uh, coming up or do you think uh, Jose's got too many eggs in this Europa basket now? No, I, I think you would freshen it up. Um, I mean, Jamie's right. He still makes a goal today for Kane. He made the goal for Delhi in midweek, didn't he, with a cross? So he is still contributing, but he's not, it doesn't quite look, he, he's, I mean, you know, his chance today when he cut inside and put it almost in Rose edge, you think that's, it's, it doesn't, it's not quite the Sonny, of earlier in the season, if we're being super critical, it's not that he's, he's playing poorly or he's not contributing, but he's not at his very best. And I, I thought today, I personally would have perhaps gone with uh, Bale, Delhi, and Mora as the three. And, and given Sonny his rest today, I certainly would want Sonny to be playing next next week at uh, at Woolwich. So I mean, he, and he is still in my. If he's, it's a cup final tomorrow, he's still in my team for sure. But he's not quite at his best at the moment. But he's a uh, you know, he still a, a contributes a lot. But I think there's, there's, you know, I was surprised to see Delhi not get a, another game on the back of Fulham. And I think it was a, a kind of missed opportunity not to, to give Delhi that run out as well, to, to just keep, keep pushing him forward and just, just taking Sonny out of the firing line for one game would have, would have done. But if it's to be Zagreb, I perhaps would take him out for Zagreb. Yeah, because, you know, if, if it's if it's not going well, you can bring Sonny off the bench, and he'll bring more of that energy from the from the bench with Sonny. So, and I think he's the type of person that if he is left out for a game, as soon as he comes on the pitch, he'll he'll want to show that he shouldn't have been left out in the first place. So, um, but yeah, for me, he, I'd bench him for Zagreb, but he definitely starts against Arsenal for me. Yeah, too right, he does. Lee, for you, maybe rest uh, Sonny Thursday, ready for uh, for that mob at the weekend. Oh, tough one, I mean, isn't it? It is a it's a tough one. It is a tough one. I mean, if the question is to what would I do if I was manager, and thank goodness, listeners, I'm not. Um, but that is a different question to what I think Jose is going to do. Do you know what I mean? I I, I don't think Jose is going to rest him. I think he plays him. To be fair, um, I'm not sure, lads. To be honest, I think I play him as well. I, I mean, I've just been doing some stats to into the blue book here. Um, around kind of shooting accuracy and the amount of uh, um, you know our conversion of shots to, to to goals ratios and that type of stuff. And when when you look at you know the, the season in the Premier League only, we're, we're only second to Manchester United in terms of conversions of shots on goal. Um, you know we've got a higher um, percentage that over. So we've got forty percent. Manchester United got forty one, um, and then the, the likes of City, Leicester City, Manchester City, Chelsea. Um, Liverpool was down as 35%, the rest of them were 36, 37%. You just think 
We want to be on the front foot. We want to be scoring goals. And Sonny is, you know, he's having the best Premier League season of his life. Um, so I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, I think I'd play him to be fair, but I do, I do agree with the lads. I do agree. I, I do agree. Does look a little bit. Maybe does need a bit of a rest. But Zagreb, we talked about this before when we was going through such a bad run in the Premier League. The Europa League is is our is our thing uh, more than the Premier League. And as Jay said, maybe he should have been rested for for today because you can't rest him. You can't not play Sonny against Arsenal. There's just no way in hell that he, no. he ain't playing that. So I suppose the question is, has he got Zagreb in his legs and Arsenal as well? He does look a bit jaded, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. I, I, think, it, I think it might just be a case of he started the season being superhuman and now, or super, superhuman, mm. and now he's just like way above average human, isn't he? He's a human son. Oh, see I what think, I've done I think, there? I think... <laughs> I think the big difference, though, Crackers, is if we'd arrested him six weeks ago, Mora wasn't informed, Bergvine wasn't informed, Bell wasn't informed, Delhi was non-existent. Now there are options to rest players. We've yeah. we've seen Delhi come in and play well, score score. You know, I, I still think that's Delhi's goal in midweek. hundred um, oh, percent. And the, and the bicycle kick and Lucas Mora's in good form and Gareth Bell's now come to the party and Kane Kane isn't having to play quite as the number ten and that. So I think. You know, it's, it's, I think there are chances now to rest him. And you're only talking about giving him one game. And I think if you're bringing in Delhi for him on the back of Delhi's last two or three performances, you're not really looking at that as a big drop-off or, a, or thinking, oh, my God, we've left Sonny out. Where, where's the next chance going to come from? I think that's the difference now. Now's the chance, I think, to give him a rest. But still, you're going to play him in those big games. Lacelso Lacelso is due back on uh, Thursday as well. So that will Who? be... Been... <laughs> Giovanni Celso. Who's he? <laughs> I knew. I knew you'd say this. Well, again, he's think... that guy that get, always gets into the Argentina squad. He's always fancied by Jose Mourinho. Um, so he's that guy that produces a lot when he when he's fully fit. I think I hadn't seen him. Know his name by was the he... end of the season. Was he in black and white TV when he was playing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. well, I think. Uh, I think that's. What, I think that's. What, I think you make some good points. And I think you know, even with the Lacelso uh, coming back, you know, the squad's looking hungrier. I've just seen a comment from Gareth Bale in his um, post-match interview talking about you know, the attacking players are pushing each other. And you can you can actually see that. I thought Lamella's cameo tonight was very, very good. Uh, again, you know, set up the... I can't remember which one it was. Probably the last goal, was it? In terms of the actual play, the fourth goal, he, he started pushing on. So I think the only problem with me with the Sonny debate, it's a brilliant conversation, is that where do, where do you play... If if you rest Sonny, all of a sudden Lucas Moura, and I, and I did mention this on the, a couple of pods ago, I think Lucas Moura is the most effective when he's playing central and running at people. And so all of a sudden, if you play him and then Sonny, you 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 give Sonny a rest, you do you then put Lucas out on the left, or do you, do you put him out on the right and put Bale on the left, and then all of a sudden you lose him what Lucas has been given us? Do you get what I mean? Because he's almost playing Lucas in a. I don't want to say a number 10, but he kind of is, isn't he? He's, he's kind of playing him in the hole. He's almost going like, go a bit deeper, get the ball and, and run at people. And that's why he's been so effective. So I think if Delhi comes in, he plays that role amazingly, um, as, as we all know. Um, but, but also Delhi does drift out on the left. I, I remember uh, we used to bang, uh, bang on about this on the Love Sport shows, uh, best front four in the Premier League. I think we might have best front four in the Premier League again. But you know, before we had Ericsson, uh, Delhi. Kane and Son, 
you know, uh, Kane used to, um, no, sorry, Delhi used to coming from the left, coming from the right. It'd be, uh, it'd be on the on that, that that side of things as well. So I just think that it's a good problem to have, isn't it? At the end of the day, crackers it, it, it is a good problem to have. Um, what we don't want to do is burn Sonny out, but I just think that he's such an important player. I think he's so. He's a match winner in himself. Jose really fancies the Europa League. So I, I would suggest, personally, you play your strongest team in the next game coming. And if and Sonic gets in your strongest team, doesn't he? So I think he plays. Brilliant stuff. All right, we're going to take a break now. We'll be back in the second half. Uh, we'll be discussing that world-class, yes, world-class Kane goal. Goal number four. And also looking forward to Thursday night and a little bit of analysis on that. Don't go anywhere because I'm sure Jamie will be back with his ice cold uh, stats assassin like he just done with La Celso there. I do love Jamie when he goes, matter of fact, ice cold snowman, wallop have that. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back soon. Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organizations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people, enabling organizations not only to make the correct hiring decisions, but also how to benchmark, train and retain them. Phoenix 51 powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey. And we're back. Welcome back to the last word on Spurs. Uh, Ricky says, I'm contractually obliged even to remind you that we're across social media, on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, where else are we? Instagram. Well, sometimes we're on Facebook. They're definitely Instagram, definitely on the, on the, on the Twitter. Uh, Friends Reunited, we're on there as well. MySpace, MySpace page. Jamie, do you <laughs> remember MySpace? We're actually on Clubhouse now. We are on Clubhouse I now. I don't think I was even born when uh, MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> Clubhouse as well, yeah. Do you know what? I had a MySpace page. I think I found it a little while ago. It's terrible. Please don't find it and tweet it out. Now you're going to go and find it and tweet it out. <laughs> All right, good stuff. So, Listen, we've got to talk about this Kane goal for number three. Oh, man alive. Jamie, I'll give you the honours on that goal. It was just spectacular, wasn't it? You could have put four goalkeepers in. Not a chance. Not a chance. Yeah. No, it was absolutely brilliant. And, of course, the second goal as well was was fantastic as well. I mean, brilliant combination play from Harry Kane and, and Gareth Bell. Um, just to, yeah, just on Gareth Bell quickly in for that goal. You know the way that he's kind of creating chances, the way he's able to pass the ball. We saw it um, picking out Kane in the last game, um, or, or sorry, the the game before that um, for the assist. Yeah, so Gareth Bell and that that second goal was fantastic, but that third goal was something else. Um, I mean, just the, just the technique and uh, it just makes him the best. You know, he is the best number nine in the world for me, and to to produce two goals and two assists tonight. Was, was amazing. To top Gareth Bell's performance took quite some doing. And um, yeah, that goal was was absolutely brilliant. Um, certainly had me off my seat. Um, and just, yeah, class finish, first time finish. I think that was the thing. It was his first time as well. Um, so absolutely world-class from Harry Kane. And, and what a goal it was. I'm going to give myself a good admonishing, actually, because you're right. I have, I've sort of, we touched on that second goal a little bit in the first half of the show, but... 
really, it, it does bear a little bit more scrutiny, doesn't it? Because Bell, uh, Jason, started and finished that second goal. And it was, it was spectacular. And to, for that to be outshone really took some doing. But that, goals two and three in different ways were just brilliant, wasn't they? Yeah, Harris perhaps has never been given much credit for is his, is his range of passing. And the, the pass against Burnley was was Kevin De Bruyne at his best, wasn't it? You know, it was, an, it was Glenn Oddle at his best. It was an oh, absolutely was stunning one. And then that little ball, you know, even in midweek when he turned away from the defender and then it a 40, 50-yard ball straight into Delhi's feet that, that, that opened up the chance for that goal. So we've seen him do it. And yet again, he cuts inside and then pings pings a ball across. He, he did it two or three times a day, pinged fantastic balls. And the receiving player doesn't have to do a single thing with the ball. It's just, you know, their level of technique and stuff. It's just straight under their feet or straight into them. There's no having to chase it or having to jump for it or anything. It's, it's not being on the end of a Moose Sissoko pass, is it? That's for sure. But um, you're just able to, you know, you, you can sense that ball as it comes to Reggion. Th he's already thinking what I'm going to do with that ball, not having to think about, oh, Christ, I'm going to have to try and reach this and get it under control or anything like that. So you can play much quicker. And when you look at Bell's movement, then as soon as he delivers that pass, he's running into that six-yard box. He wants to get in there, wants to get on the end of chances. And the, the link-up play, Kane picks him and he's straight onto it. No, it was a, was a, was a really good team goal but the third goal as you say to just you know you're just sitting there watching it and he pings one in the top corner and um what a wonderful goal and you know I've, I've said it I've, I've done a couple of previews lately for for Fulham and Palace and they've said who's your best player and I've said Kane by a long way he's our he's our talisman he's our main goal scorer he's our main assister he kicks one off the line again today he's our best defender you know it's just absolute it's, it's for me I know we're biased, but I, he's the best player in the league by a long, long way this year. I know there'll be Man United fans raving about Bruno Fernandes and things like that. But for me, his all-round game is, is simply stunning and he is head and shoulders above anyone else in this league at the moment. He's, you know, for me, football of the year by a long way. But but we won't win a title or anything like that and it will go to somebody. But But like I say, head and shoulders, the best player in the league. Yeah, he really is, Lee, isn't he? He's just, as Jason said there, it's everything, in it? It's goal-line clearances, it's mid, dropping into midfield, it's range of passing, range of shots. It's just How many headers? incredible, isn't he? How many headers is he on the end of as a clearance from the corners oh, just, and things yeah. like that? The way he reads the game as well. I mean, we had an amazing player that played for us called Teddy Shonham. Don't know if most people remember him, of course. Um, and and the way he read the game, he knew what to do. In the you know, it was it was almost like the game happened, you know, a second or so before it actually happened with him. And 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 Kane's got that about him as well. He absolutely agree with Jason. He is the best player in the league, and it's so disrespectful. But when when I look at this, you know, player of the season, like there's Gundogan on there, and then there's Bruno Fernandez on there, and there's Kevin De Bruyne on there, and Kane's not even mentioned. I mean, honestly, it riles me. I know we're biased, but it riles me. It's 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 it's, it's bordering on um, prejudice. I'm telling you, you know, you, you look at you look at Bruno Fernandez scored 16 Premier League goals. Harry Kane scored 16 Premier League goals. Bruno Fernandez 10 assists. Harry Kane 13 assists. I mean, he, he, but he doesn't get mentioned. But Bruno Fernandez is the next Eric Cantona. I mean, you you lot having a laugh? 
This guy has scored, uh, has had 13 assists this season, more than three seasons combined. His last three seasons combined. People talk about Jose. It's outrageous stats. People talk about Jose coming in. Oh, yeah, Kane ain't going to score a lot of goals. Not only is he scoring more goals than he has, uh, you know, that he has at this time of the season and uh, and beyond before, he's, he's tripling, quadrupling the amount of assists that he's ever had. Has Kane got better? Yeah, I think he has. I think he's got better. I think Son's got better. I think Kane's got better. Um, you know, it's just the guy uh, he's just defending as well. I mean, the guy does absolutely everything. Um, I, I love him. I literally love the fella. And he's one of our own. I mean, it's just, I think he's absolutely outstanding. And, and the uh, whispers yeah. that come out of the lane, uh, Lee, as well, yeah. is that Kane absolutely adores Mourinho, doesn't he? Apparently, he, he's like, he's his chief cheerleader isn't he well it's it's mad i mean you know jason is again you're spot on jason when you talk about um you know we won't get anything for it because we won't win the league and this out and the other we're in a cup final we might win it i think everybody's given been given a bit of hope tonight haven't they they've seen united turn city over and you think hello they weren't at the races tonight city Uh, like everyone they're not they're not immune so that's good you know we win a cup final um, and we get a trophy in the in the cabinet, and we go, you know, quite far, and we might even get top four now. We we, we wasn't even thinking about top four before. All of a sudden, you can't rule the the, the the fellow out. I mean, I think he's he's been outstanding. You look at uh, Son scored thirteen Premier League goals. Harry Kane scored sixteen Premier League goals, and third, in third place now. Can you even believe this? In third place in terms of Premier League goals, Tottenham. Who is it? It's Gareth Bale. He's back, baby. <laughs> Actually. Actually, can we just say on Harry Kane, please, 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 no more free kicks. That is the one thing. On the pitch, and Harry stands there and smashes it into the wall yet again. It's, he scored one goal in seven years from a free kick, which when it took a massive deflection into was, the other corner. And he hasn't he's scored, trying to he do it again every time, isn't he? He's trying to do it's, that filler deflection. I was thinking of you, Jay. The only uh, other memorable free kick for Harry Kane was when he was in goal and he let one through his legs. Yeah, that it was, was the only other just... impact he's had at a free it kick. Was. But please, think, no more free kicks. I was thinking oh. to you, Jace, Chris Coleman. I thought Chris Coleman, I haven't heard Chris Coleman that often do co-commentary. I thought he was excellent tonight, um, his co-commentary. You really give a real good analysis on the game as it panned out and whatever. Um, but the, I did chuckle because at one point he turned around and goes, well, just before Kane took that free kick, it was like, Wow. How, how amazing is it to have Kane and Bale over this free kick? Two yeah. outstanding players to take this free kick. And I'm thinking, not Kane, mate, not Kane. Exactly not what you're saying, Jase. And then Kane steps up, sticks it in the wall. Couldn't make it up. Just uh, just a, another quick stat on, on Harry Kane and kind of has he improved under Jose Mourinho? I thought a really big stat that I did see on Twitter. Um, I know in the Amazon documentary made that thing, Jose Mourinho, was that, was that section where Kane went into his office and uh, Mourinho said to him, if you, if you work under me, I'll make you explode. And um, Harry Kane, he's now played 51 games under Jose Mourinho and he's contributed uh, directly to 55 goals. So there you go. I mean... That is insane. I that's just that's insane, isn't Jamie, it? You that's Jimmy Graves level, isn't it? Here, that's, that's like I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've... <laughs> that, that is an insane stat, though, isn't it? That is that absolutely is ridic- No, it's ridiculous. And, and, he, and he has, and it's, you know, it's... It's not just his goals, it's, it's his all-round play, as you said. It's the way he, He's so complete. There is no player in the league that is as complete as Harry Kane, the way he can score goals, he can create. And then, he's, you know, and then as, as Jason pointed out, you know, he's clearing 
goals off the line. So he's just such a complete footballer. And I, no, I, I do, do you know what cracked me up about the goal? Because it wasn't really a goal line clearance, was it? Because Lloris was behind him, right? So he, he would have easily saved it. Wasn't, it wasn't a threat. But what cracked me up a little bit is Lloris was like, oh, yeah, go on then. Yeah, you take it. You take it, Harry. Yeah, go on. <laughs> he went like, Bella, leave it. It's Lloris. He was like, no, go on then, Kane. You, you, you do what you like, mate. You know, Royal Rover stuff. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So listen, just before we uh, go to another break and get our previews for the Zagreb game, um, real eyes on tomorrow night, Sunday night, we're recording this, and Monday night football, Chelsea, Everton, West Ham and Leeds. And that has, uh, there's a real bearing around us there. So, uh, Jamie, I'll come to you. What, what do we need result-wise tomorrow night for us, uh, do you think? Especially in the Chelsea... Everton game, it's it's a tough one. Yeah. Is that, are we looking for a draw there, do you think? Yeah, I mean, Everton obviously been really impressive. I mean, in fairness, I think they they had dropped off in form a bit and I think they won the last two games. They only did beat, uh, I think they beat West Brom in the last game and I think they beat Southampton in the game before that. So, you know, as much as they have been impressive, I think they have had a fairly easy run of games, but they are in a really good place. I think they've played one game less than Chelsea. They're only a point behind Chelsea. So, you know, they are a real threat. and But I think you're right. A, a draw in that game would be uh, probably the right result. And then West Ham, oh, oh, certainly a really tricky game against a very, very good Leeds side. And, uh, you know, I'm sure they'll find out that they're not worthy to be on the same pitch as Leeds. No. Who is? Who is? Who is? I'm, sure, I'm absolutely shocked that Harry Kane has not been begging Leeds to sign him because they are that brilliant, according to the press, Leeds and like Leeds they, are just fantastic. They, they, no, they, they, to be fair, they have actually started playing some decent. I mean, they've always played decent stuff. Obviously, best best stuff that you can ever play. But they have actually started to get some results. Um, and I actually think that it's it's interesting with a West Ham game because I said I said last week I thought that West Ham would uh, would fall away. Um, and John come out swinging Denty uh, um, on the last pod, giving it large. And I, I was cracking up. We're coming for you, West Ham. He was, he was. So I think that you know we're, we're on the same points. Uh, we're above them now on the table anyway. So I think they're, I think they're cooked. I think Leeds will turn them over. To be we'll, honest, we'll do them a deal. We'll do them a deal. We'll, we'll drop the joke if, uh, if they do get one over West Ham. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll end that joke if, uh, yeah, if get the three. I think they will. But for, for, for me, you know, when you talk about Everton and Chelsea, I mean. My father-in-law's a Chelsea season ticket holder, so we talk obviously quite a lot about you know the Tottenham Chelsea rival and whatever. And you've got to put take your hat off to them. I thought I thought sacking Frank was ridiculous. I thought after Frank, you know, they backed him, they gave him all the money. I thought it was ridiculous, but you can't actually argue. I think Thomas Tuchel's coming. He's unbeaten since he since he's taken over. I think they were five or six points behind us when they when they when when they sacked him, um, and then all of a sudden you know there's a massive point swing. But we are right we are right on their tails now. This was huge. Uh, Jamie talks about Everton, you know, having a good run, uh, an easy running, but we've just played like three, three teams that are in the bottom six of the table, right? So, you know, we've had a pretty easy running as well. But I, I mean, I'll take, I, I think we want a draw here, don't we, uh, guys, uh, yeah. listeners? I think we take a draw, um, or perversely enough, maybe an Everton win. Um, we still got to play Everton. That, that's my kind of thought, thought process. So, you know, if you're going to take, if you're going to get some other um, points off of other people, then we've got to play Leicester. We've got to play Man United. We've got to play Everton still. It's still kind of in our hands. I mean, it, but bearing in mind that Liverpool are going through, I think, Jace, did you say this earlier on the group? Liverpool are going through the worst 
um, uh, form they've ever been in the Premier League, like under Klopp or whatever, and they turn us over twice. You couldn't make that stuff up, could you? So um, I think that, but you've got to play the percentages, right? And we've got a better uh, chance of taking points off them when we've got teams to play. Don't play City because we played them twice. Don't play Chelsea because we played them twice. Don't play Liverpool, played them twice. So, you know, same with, you know, Everton, Leicester, Chelsea, uh, sorry, Everton and Leicester and United, we do play. So I would hope for a draw, but but actually an Everton win wouldn't be as bad. Although they have got a game in hand on us. So it's tight up there. So like what you said, Crackers, maybe it's goal difference. It's Very much. Really yeah, tight. Yeah. And if you look yeah, at, I if mean, you look at South, we've got left South London away, Villa away, Newcastle away, Man U home, Everton away, Sheffield United home. Leeds away, we better start dropping that joke before we get too close to that. Uh, That's the end of the Leeds joke, uh, ladies and gents. Okay, Wolves home, Villa home, Leicester away. That Leicester away game, that could be a Jace. That could be a biggie, couldn't it? That could, if if Leicester keep keep there or thereabouts, that could be the do or die game, last game of the season. Well, you feel like we'll certainly have have an effect on who qualifies for Europe, but it's, it's you know, whether Man United and Chelsea and Everton or others have, have tied up the, the Champions League spot. But, you know, you start to look at Leicester, they're, they're in a bit of a strange form, aren't they? They win one, they lose one. They got a strange result at the weekend, didn't they, Leicester? Didn't they lose at the weekend? Or they lost at Burnley, didn't they, in the week or something? And they came back against Brighton, didn't they? they came... That's right, they came back against Brighton. It's the, it's the Burnley game in midweek, I was thinking of, where they dropped points and... So they're not on on their best form, and if we can win our game in hand and then go to Leicester and win, then then you think like you can get above them. But there's there's so many twists and turns in it. I think the one worry is Man United's result today is probably enough that you'd think they should now get within that four. And I think that you know I looked at Chelsea in midweek against Liverpool and the way they came and played against us, and they went to Atletico Madrid, albeit it wasn't. It was a neutral venue, but there's three tough games there and they come away with three clean sheets and three wins. And that's that's impressive. So they're they're on that ball. And I thought, I have to say, I thought they were head and shoulders above Liverpool. In I know Liverpool are in a bad run, but the way they went there, they pretty much controlled the game, didn't they? Dominated from start to finish, never looked like conceding and could have scored, could have scored more than the one. So they, they look a side that have, are on that front foot. So every opportunity for Chelsea to drop points, we've, we've got a welcome. So you're right, the draw's the ideal thing, but if anyone's going to win it, I'd faster it be Everton than Chelsea. Well, i tell you something, from being out on the canvas like uh, Tyson Fury, we've now just sat upright, haven't we? Five, six games ago, it's exciting times again. It's, it's there or thereabouts, and it's something to aim at, and it's something to try and hit now. So... Uh, it's all good. It's all pointing to a real good run into the end of this crazy train season, as uh, my esteemed colleague would say. Listen, don't go anywhere. We're going to take another little break and uh, bring you some previews of the Zagreb game. Don't go anywhere. And then we'll be back as a panel to give you our thoughts on Thursday's night's huge Europa League tie that's upcoming. Don't go anywhere. Okay, Lucas, uh, sweat dripping off you still. Thanks for joining us so quickly. What a performance. Got to be happy with that. Yeah, I'm so happy. I think uh, we played really well. Uh, Good result. Three very important points. It's true that uh, we went to the change room with a bad feeling. Uh, 1-1. 
considered considered a goal in the last minute of the first half was a bad feeling, but uh, we did really well in the second half. We dominated the game, and uh, I think we find we found a, a very good way to play. Uh, I feel that the players are enjoying the game. That's very important. What did you say at half time then, Lucas? Because that must have been tough to take going in at one all. Yeah, because uh, I don't remember how many how many shots they had they had in the first half. I think only one, and they and they score. Uh, so that's why it's a bad feeling, uh, and I took the responsibility because I lost the ball and uh, they 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 scored. But uh, it happens. The most important that is in the second half we we dominate again the game and we scored uh, three goals. Uh, like I said, good good day for us, good game. Uh, let's keep going this way. The goals were brilliant, Lucas, weren't they? Yeah, <laughs> brilliant goals, brilliant players, uh, brilliant squad. I'm so proud to be a part of this team. And you just need to to enjoy every day, like I said, and uh, do our best on, on the pitch. What's it like playing in this front four when everything clicks like it did today? <laughs> Like I said, we have uh, unbelievable players, uh, so many, so 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 much quality in the squad. Uh, we can control the game. We can we can dominate the game. We can press high and uh, have the ball all the time. That's what we need to to look for. Uh, like I said, if you play like we 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 played today, we we can we can achieve uh, big big uh, big things in the Just in the last, season. Last one, Lucas. I mean, we're in a good place at the moment. Yeah, it's true. Uh, the fight on the table is so tight, it's very difficult. That's why you cannot drop um, any more points. Um, but now we have a uh, Europa League uh, on Thursday. Let's change a little bit the, our mind and the rest tomorrow because it's a competition that we can win and we, we, want, to, we want to win. Uh, let's now think about it. Gareth, another four goals, four-one against a, a stubborn Palace team is a is a very good result, isn't it? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, we know they're a, they're a difficult team to play against, but um, yeah, I think we started the game very well. We were in control for maybe 30, 35 minutes of the first half and invited them on a little bit in in the first half. So um, it was a bit of a blow to concede just for half time, but I think um, that got us going. It got us coming out second half, raring to go, and uh, yeah, we. Um, Got two early goals in the second half, started fast, and yeah, and saw the game out very easy. You could tell in, in the players' faces how unhappy you are going in at half time at one all because we dominated, haven't we? Yeah, of course, and uh, maybe it was the best thing for that to happen. It, it kind of kickstarted us again in the second half. We were going, we were we were attacking, we were we were pressing them high, and um, yeah, I think that was that was the catalyst to, for us to kick on and, and really dominate the game. When it clicks up top, Gareth, which obviously you are a huge part of. It must be special to play, and I mean, looking at the, the way these goals were made today. Yeah, no, of course, um, some great attacking, attacking uh, talent on the pitch and, and off the pitch as well. So, um, yeah, we have to, we all have to keep working hard to, to score goals, to help each other, to, to, to work hard for the team. And uh, yeah, the most important thing is we get three, three points again, and, and we move on. Yeah, and you, I mean, you and Harry obviously take the headlines with a couple of goals each, but we just spoke to Lucas. You, you gave him a nice little cuddle off camp. I mean, he was brilliant today, wasn't he? Yeah, no, fantastic, and. Um, as I said, all the, all the players, not just the ones playing, but the, the ones on the bench, all great players, and we have to keep working hard and put performances to stay in the team. So, um, yeah, 
great, great to obviously get the three points tonight and um, yeah, keep keep building on, on our winning run and, and keep that winning mentality going. 100%. Momentum is everything, isn't it? And we're in a good place at the moment, aren't we? Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, going into next week's game, we've got confidence behind us now, but we know it's going to be difficult. And uh, yeah, obviously have a, a midweek game before that. But um, yeah, we, we recover and we go again. Jose, well done. Fantastic win. And, and not only that, the response in the second half after going in at one all after dominating the first half, that was something special. I think it was the best thing that could happen to us was to concede that goal. Uh, because uh, if we go 1-0, probably the players, they would come with, with the feeling of uh, we have the game under control and the second goal will arrive. And then sometimes you can see the goal in the second half and it's too late. So probably it was good because uh, in the second half the players they come with everything was win or win and uh, we come with everything and uh, the second and the third goal, uh, fantastic goals and immediately in the beginning confidence high, again control and um, a very good victory. Nine points out of nine was exactly what we needed after a negative run. Going to throw a, th a few people at you, Lucas, I mean obviously set up the first goal. I mean, Gareth and Harry will take the headlines, but Lucas was phenomenal today, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, you know, even some other players, they were very good. I, I would say that Matt Doherty was impeccable in his defensive football and uh, even going forward, especially in the first half, he was good. Uh, but Lucas, in in that position, is, is a player that is capable to, to do accelerations and to transport the ball and to beat people on, on one against one. But you look to our attacking guys, and today we decided no Dele, no, no Bergwin, no Lamella, no Tangi, and um, nobody remembered them because the ones on the pitch, they did it so, so well. So next game we are going to make changes, and what I wish is uh, that people will not remember the others because uh, the squad in this moment is, is working very well. Wings was not playing uh, since the last match in in Europa League, come back for a start. He did well too. I'm I'm very pleased with what the guys are doing. I saw a stat that said uh, that Pierre has now won possession more times than anyone else in the Premier League. What a platform he gives us for performances like that, doesn't it? Yeah, sometimes people don't understand, but the team is a puzzle. Uh, it's, Im it's impossible to play with uh, uh, the most 10 creative players in the in the squad, you need to find um, you need to find balances. Uh, so he's doing amazing, amazing for us. And uh, also with the ball, is is not a creative player, but he's a player that gives incredible uh, balance and uh, stability to the team. He's doing a fantastic, uh, fantastic season. But um, I think Thursday will be his day to sit next to me, like. Um, Today was the day for Tangi. I believe we've hit 100 goals today as well. Yeah, for a defensive right, team. <laughs> for a defensive team. If we were an offensive team, it would be 200. Brilliant stuff. Well, look, we're in a great place at the moment, Thank Jose, you. aren't we? And, keep uh, going. Hope, yeah, keep going. Keep, keep going, keep going. fighting. Thank you. Hello, everyone. It's Anna from Spurs XY, and welcome back to the Spurs Women's segment here on The Last Word on Spurs. Another short and snappy one for me this week, I'm afraid, as I have to report on our fourth defeat in a row. This time we played away at Brighton and the first half was promising. Uh, we pretty much dominated for the majority of that half with Brighton offering very little. Unfortunately, we just 
were quite toothless and could not find the back of the net. Second half started okay, um, but unfortunately a freaky shot, a pretty decent shot from Brighton around the hour mark or so, yeah, 63rd minute I think, um, went into the back of the net, so that kind of stunted us a bit. It was totally against the run of play, so it wasn't ideal, but you know, 1-0 is not the end of the world. Unfortunately, 10 minutes later they scored another one, and after that we just crumbled. We just looked like we had no plan B, um, we ran out of ideas, it was just like, and we lost all the confidence that we had beforehand. Um, we're just looking very, very frail right now, so it's um, it's not promising. We didn't really offer much after that. We did have a couple shots um, that hit the woodwork three times, I believe, the bar at least, or at least uh, the woodwork of some sort. So um, we were unlucky in some ways, but in other ways, you know, we had so many chances that we should have taken and we didn't, but Brighton did. And, you know, in the end of the day, there's only one statistic in football that matters and that's the number of goals in the back of the net. So... Again, another disappointing day. Um, and I just really don't know where we can go from here because it started off quite well with Rianne. Um, Unfortunately, recently, it's just something's not clicking. Something's not right. Um, we're not scoring, or if we do, then the pl- the style of play isn't the best. There were good moments, don't get me wrong, but it's just it's just not coherent, it's not cohesive. Um, she doesn't seem to be liking certain players. Like, we saw... Um, Rihanna Dean for the first time in a long time well not maybe not first time in a long time but what feels like forever play today um which is really surprising because she used to be our top goal scorer and she played really well under Karen and Juan but uh Rihanna doesn't seem to favor her she plays Ayan a lot so you know I don't really want to moan about the new manager it's just it's just weird um 40 feet in a row doesn't sound fun I promise short and snappy um so I'll leave it there Hope you enjoy the rest of the show and come on you Spurs. Hi, uh, I'm Richard Wilson of the History of Yugoslav Football podcast. I'm here to talk about uh, Dinamo Zagreb ahead of the game with Spurs in the Europa League uh, this coming uh, Thursday. Um, it's definitely uh, from a Croatian's perspective, it's, it seems to be a very winnable game for Dinamo, which I think is possibly something that will surprise uh, a lot of fans uh, in the UK um, who probably have their experience of Dinamo as being a, a mid-tier European side who you know, generally come over, play against uh, English Premiership teams, get to a fairly sound beating and then get sent back home. But this, this is a very uh, different Dinamo side to the ones think would have been used to seeing uh, when they've played Arsenal in the Champions League a few years ago. Um, a much younger lineup than we've seen in the past and much more defensively organised. So just to run through the likely lineup uh, in goals, you have uh, the Croatian national team goalkeeper Dominic Livakovic. Uh, at the back four uh, would be Stefan Rostovsky at right back, uh, Rasmus Lautzen and Kevin Theofield Catherine in uh, centre-back with uh, Kevin Theofield Catherine may be a name familiar to uh, some listeners. He was uh, previously part of the Cardiff side who were in the uh, Premier League a few years ago. And uh, playing at left-back uh, will be uh, the extremely highly tipped and uh, currently on loan at the club from uh, Leipzig, uh, Josko Gvardiol. In the centre, uh, of the midfield. Uh, holding will be Captain Ariane Ademi and uh, Christian Jakic. 
just ahead of him will be those two will be uh, Lovro Maya, who is a very very talented um, member of the Croatian under twenty one setup. It wouldn't be a surprise to see him uh, at the Euros uh, this summer with the full national team. Uh, around him uh, will be uh, Luka Ivanovic who is the youngest uh, goal scorer in Croatian national team history and then also Mislav Orsic uh, and then finally up front will be a name I think possibly maybe we'll be familiar with in Bruno Pekovic um, so how that sort of sets out tactically is sort of a 4-3-2-1 uh, slash 4-2-3-1 depending on what phase uh Dima are playing in. Both Ivanisic and Maya can drop back into uh, central midfield to help screen the defence. We have seen Dinamo be very successful at that uh, in their Europa League campaign. Uh, you know, in the groups, they became they went within 15 minutes of becoming the first team in any European competition to ever go an entire group stage without conceding. And you know, that was. Uh, in a in a group that was pretty competitive, it wasn't uh, a, a walkover by any means. You know, Wolfsburger, obviously uh, supposed to be in the uh, previous round, Feyenoord and CSKA Moscow, but, you know, three very decent teams, three very similar teams that you would you would expect to um, all games to be hard fought. Well, Dino were able to get through the very comfortably without uh, I say with only conceding that one goal in the very last game after they were through. Uh, in the previous round, they knocked out Krasnodar, uh, who were impressive in the Champions League, uh, had dropped into the Europa League uh, from their group. They uh, won 3-2 away in Russia with a double from Petkovic, and then uh, were able to get a fairly early goal uh, back in Zagreb, and that pretty much killed the game uh, and killed the contest itself. Tactically, um, quite aside from the defensive side of things, the key's probably going to be down Dinamo's right. Um, Ivanisec is naturally uh, sort of tends to drift towards the left. Um, Orsic is fully a left-sided player, whereas Ivanisec you know, will sensibly be sort of playing right to centre, but will tend to drift into left areas. So they will look for an overload there. Um, but it does also mean you know, that is a potential weakness that Spurs can go down from the left-back area. What we also tend to see is a tactical switch late on in games is that Ivanisic will be taken off and they'll bring on, well, they brought on in uh, against Krasnodar, Iaia Tienwen, who's uh, very much an inform player. Um, but possibly most interestingly for me would be an, another player, Lirim Kastrati, um, a Kosovan winger who is perhaps the fastest player in world football. Um, he is quite incredibly jet-heeled. Um, for those of you who, if you've watched Croatian football at all, you know, Dinamo's success in the Europa League has kind of been in, in contrast to uh, their domestic campaign, where they've come under a very surprising title challenge from uh, Osijek and HNK Gorica. Um, the Europa League's really been a, a benefit, and really been the biggest success of their season so far. When I've been speaking to people uh, the very much the feeling around the game is that it's a toss-up. Um, and so I would say maybe 65-35 that Spurs will go through. But, you know, at least they will know certainly that they've been in a game 
Um, you know, it will be an emotional game for Dinamo as well. This will be the first European tie since the death of um, the leg their legendary player and former manager, uh, Zlatko Granchar, who, of course, uh, father of former Spurs player Nico. Um, so that is again, another thing that will play into uh, the minds and the emotion and the whole psychology of the game. Uh, it certainly promises to be a very fascinating tie. If I was to uh, put my neck on the line and call it, I would probably say that Spurs will get through. Um, but we'll probably be talking about something like 3-2 on aggregate, something like that. It will be tight. Um, you know, Dinamo's entire campaign has been tight. Um, and they're not going to change the habit of that just against what will presumably be the strongest side they've faced so far this season. They definitely do have the tools to hurt any side. You know, Bruno Pekovic is firstly a very good striker, but he's also a very good hold-up man uh, to bring in, uh, in particular, Osic into play. They have very good defensive midfielders in Adamian Jakic, who will do that work, uh, who can really stifle the work of the Spurs midfield. Uh, it, it's set up for a very, very intriguing two legs. Hi, uh, my name is Alexander Holiga. I'm the chief editor of uh, the Croatian website Telesport. I also contribute to various uh, media in the UK and elsewhere. Uh, wrote a little story about Dinamo Zagreb for The Guardian, which should be out sometime this week uh, ahead of the game. So uh, let's talk about Dinamo Zagreb. Uh, they are in very good form recently, have been in really good form. They are unbeaten in eight games in the Europa League. Started the campaign uh, with two goalless draws there, but then proceeded to win six in a row. And they only conceded one goal in the group stage, after which they proceeded to eliminate uh, the Russian side Krasnodar uh, with two wins, uh, both uh, away and at home. Uh, they usually play in 4-1-4-1 which they sometimes switch to 4-2-3-1 with two defensive midfielders. Usually uh, this formation is a bit asymmetrical. Uh, they have, um, on the left side, they, they have this uh, young player called uh, Joško Guardiol, who, is, who has been already sold to Leipzig, but uh, he, he's staying at Dinamo uh, for the rest of the season. And they have uh, Mislav Orsic on the left wing, who is uh, who has been the most productive Dynamo player in this this season in Europe. He scored uh, a few important goals. So on the left side, they are usually stronger, and but um, on the right side, uh, it's a bit different because uh, the, uh, the the fullback there. Uh, Ristovski, he's more attacking than, than Joško Guardiol, who is basically a centre-back, who can also play on the left. But on the right side, the, the, the full-back is, is, is more attacking, while uh, the winger usually is not really a winger. Uh, he drifts inside, and, and uh, they, they, it's more of a team, team effort on, on the right side, with usually Ariane Demi and Lovremar helping out. Uh, whoever is playing on the right wing, that's usually Luka Ivanušec, uh, who is uh, a midfielder who can also play on the wing, but it's not his natural position. Uh, in goal, they have Dominic Livakovic, who is uh, 
uh, number one for Croatia as well. Uh, he, he's been in decent form. Uh, and uh, well, uh, the important thing to to uh, to remember about Dinamo Zagreb is that they only conceded one goal in the group stage, and that was uh, in their last game after already leading three 0 against CSK Moscow, uh, and they later conceded two goals against Krasnodar. But still, it's only three goals in eight games. So their defense has done a, a really good job. And especially Dominic Livakovic, the goalkeeper, he has done really well so far. Uh, the center backs are usually uh, Teofil Katrin and Lauritsen now. Um, they are, I don't know, there's not too much to say about them. They're just uh, good, rather experienced uh, center backs, especially Teofil Katrin. Although he's kind of a, uh, he's prone to errors at some times. Uh, he usually plays really well, but then just out of the blue makes a mistake or two in really important games. Um, uh, in midfield, uh, they will probably play with two players who are natural defensive midfielders. That's Ariane Ademi and Christian Jakic. Ademi usually plays a bit higher these days, but for this game he might stay a bit deeper. Uh, and they're, one of their most important players, or the most important player, is Bruno Petkovic, uh, the center forward. who uh, His form uh, varies greatly, but when he's on top, he he's uh, really, really hard to stop. And I think... He would be hard to stop even for Tottenham if if he's at his best. That's difficult to say, but um, against Krasnodar in both games, he both games he was really good. He's a, a kind of a attacker who has the size but also technique, and is really intelligent in his movement. He he drops back to to get the ball and and could beat just about anyone in, in with his dribbles. Um, maybe he's not as clinical as you would have it in football manager, in front of the goal. Uh, but he's a player who thrives in big games, I would say. And uh, if uh, Spurs were to underestimate him, he could cause them. So much trouble, yeah. So, uh, to conclude, I think uh, Dinamo might even stand a chance in this matchup. Uh, I don't know what Tottenham's approach would be, but uh, if they even come close to underestimating Dinamo Zagreb, uh, it it won't be easy for them at all. Obviously... Uh, the English side is much stronger, they have uh, uh, more players to choose from and uh, um, Dinamo's defense hasn't been uh, under this kind of challenge so far in Europe. Uh, this this should prove very difficult for them to, to, to face uh, the kind of players that Tottenham have in attack especially. But uh, if they're not 100% in the game, uh, Dinamo could punish them for that. For that. So, that's it. Uh, 
thanks for having me and may the best team win. And we're back. And thank you so much for those previews. All good stuff. So, takes us to Thursday. Uh, we'll start with you, Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Mo Lee. Thursday night, Europa League. And uh, Jose fancies this. We all fancy it. We do. It's, it's, uh, it's the business end of this. You know, I know there's a lot of Mickey taking in the early rounds and who are we playing and teams that look like they're about 400 points if you get them as a scrabble word. But, you know, this is the business end now and uh, it's Europe. It's Europe and I want a piece of this. I remember it from 84. It was fantastic. It was brilliant. Probably, it probably edged it over the two FA Cups of the early 80s for me. It was, you know, it felt really esteemed. So I'd be more than happy to go all the way in this. Um. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, I think that Dynamo Zagreb are, you know, if we were honest, when the draw came out, I think all of us were happy with that. I don't think that we wanted any of these other tight, tighter games. Um, but you know, when you when you start looking at their league and what they're doing, they, they, you know, they're pulling up trees. They've they've won their last five in the league. Um, they've scored quite a lot of goals, fifty-seven goals in twenty-three games in their league. Um, so you know, they're not going to be a massive pushover. But but I do think, and I think Jamie called this out a few weeks ago, I do think Jose is set up for home and away European football. He sets up in that way. And I think that I think that we have got a good a good opportunity, a good chance. We sh- we sh- don't let, let's not get me um uh, I'm not taking anything for granted here. We should have enough over two legs to beat Dynamo Zagreb. Um, and then we can get into the into the quarterfinals, and then it starts getting proper tasty. But look, like Jason always says, I'm sure he's on he's on tonight, and I'm sure he'll echo this tonight. You got to you got to um, you know concentrate on the next game and and and, and win the, the teams in front of you. That's why we're going back to that Sonny piece, and you're thinking, oh, you know, do you leave him out? You know, do, what, what does he do now? Because Zagreb, they're no mugs. So what, what does he do now? It's not a Wolfsburg, is it, Crackers? Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, does no, he play Vinny or not. does he play your top team? You've got Arsenal at the weekend. You know, it's a shame in a way. Uh, you know, I know they're, they're in the same situation as well because they got Europa uh, tie as well. Um, but it's a shame that the North London derby's come kind of sandwiched in between these two games because you'd have liked a, a different type of fixture, to be fair. But look, you can't we can't be picking choosy. Jamie said it earlier. We've played forty four now, forty five games, uh, which is the most in the top five leagues uh, um, uh, of games played so far this season. So hopefully that won't um, that won't have an effect, and, and I think we're going to have enough to, to to turn them over. Jason, coming to you, we really need to give ourselves a nice cushion in this home leg, don't we? We we need to be. A couple of goals minimum and nothing conceded as well, don't we? In this game, yeah, you'd want to you'd want two nil as the minimum. And I, I think always the the threat of Zagreb's and I mean you're talking about eighty five and the Hydeup splits. Remember that in the semi final and, and and those types of games and Belgrades is that away leg the, the the crowd in the away leg can be can be difficult for not so much for players. I think referees can crumble under the pressure of some of those. And, um, you know, I'm not sure what the situation is in Zagreb, whether it will be, will it be completely empty or will it be limited crowds? 
I think it'll probably be empty, I suppose. I think it so, will be empty, yeah. It will be empty. So, um, you know, it, at least that that factor of the, the crowd factor won't be there in that second leg. So, yeah, I, I sincerely hope we can get at least a two-goal lead to take there, 2-0, ideally with the clean sheet. But, you know, the way we're playing, even with it, like I say, I'd personally rest Sonny, but I, I still think we'd have enough. But I would, I, I do see Kane starting. I think you're at that stage now where, where, um, you know, perhaps if we'd gone away and got a good result in the away leg and you're coming back home, you might rest Kane. But but at the start of a tie, um, I, I, you'd definitely be looking to play Kane, ideally for 60, 65 minutes and you can take him off. But um, yeah, for me, Kane has to play, that's for sure. Jamie, coming round to you, is there uh, anything, would we, anything with teams, would we maybe try and... Um... Go Europa team again, like Harting goal, or is this now a best eleven from from here on in? Yeah, look for, for me. Um, if we have to prioritise competitions, which I don't think we do, I think we have enough quality and we've got players there that are capable of maybe playing majority of games here on in until the end of the season. So um, yeah, for me, I, I'd like to see us go pretty much full strength for this one. Um, Obviously, we're going to have to see a couple of rotations. Maybe, as we said tonight, Sonny might have to be given a rest. But you, know, you look at that attacking quality, especially, I know Jason will roll his eyes, but you know, you've know you got Lacelso now coming back into the fold, and that's another huge option. You've got Lamella, who's back in form. I got a big telling off um, on the last podcast for what I said about Eric Lamella, and I, I, I do apologise for that. And tonight, he obviously produced that big moment. But he is, he's, he's come back into better form. Lucas Moura's in better form. Gareth Bale, don't need to say anything about him. Dele Alli coming back into better form. So there's a lot of really good attacking options there. So I think you can still afford to rotate and still field a strong score, uh, a strong 11. So um, I think there'll be a couple of rotations. I'd like to see Delhi come back into the team. Um, but look, I think even, as I said, even rotating, we've got more than enough quality to, to go and get the job done. And as I said, I, th I think for me, the big thing is just keeping that clean sheet. Um, but yeah, for, for me, I, and just another quick point, I think on on the Arsenal uh, and, and how the fixtures have come out, I know Arsenal, they go to Olympiacos um, just before the North London derby. And obviously we play in North London. So maybe that's kind of worked out in our favour. So that'd be interesting to see how that comes into play. Can I can I just say, can I just say on the Celso, I, I do want to stick up for myself here. I'm not anti La Celso. I, I've liked what I've seen of him. My only problem is that we've played 65 Premier League games since he's signed and he's played 90 minutes in eight of those 65. And you cannot build a team around somebody who's played eight games in 65. You know, you, you've got to be reliable. And we, we all hammer Eric Lamella's fitness record, but his fitness record is better than Lacelso's. So, you know, we've got to get this player fit and properly fit. And, you know, I made the joke, how he's got called up for Argentina when he hasn't kicked a ball since November is beyond me. And how Tottenham were even prepared to release him for that game. Because regardless of now saying the quarantine, Tottenham should have said, hold on, you haven't played for three months. We are not letting you go to Argentina and get injured again and be mistreated. So, you know, Gio has to somehow get this, this injury of his, he can't help being injured. I know that. But it's a frustration. Eight games in 65, and that's my problem with Lacelso. God, it's a horrible stat, isn't it? When you when you say it out loud like that, blimey, that is that is pretty damning, to be fair. But let's 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 wish him the best. Let's hope he gets fit, like you say. Let's get him back on a pitch. We all want to see a fit fit Geo on the pitch. 
um, because he can he can he can offer us something for sure. Uh, if if I can, Craig, I just want to go back to Europa League. I've got the fixtures up in front of me, and. I, I'm not sure where the whole Dynamo Zagreb comes from and whatever, and you just got to concentrate on yourself, as Jace as Jace says. But you got Manchester United versus AC Milan. I mean, that is an absolute ding dong, you know, Champions League match, isn't it? Let's be honest, that is a Champions League game. Like years gone by, you got Roma versus Shakhtar Donetsk, which is also years gone by. So that's a Champions League game, right? So we've got out of jail there. Uh, Jamie made an outstanding point about Olympiacos because. I was going to make the point that Arsenal always get the luck, basically, because that's to reverse the fixtures around, because we should have been away first. And it's something happened that it was the Arsenal, and like they always freaking do it, don't they? Um, but actually, it might have worked out in our favour. And Olympiacos are no mugs, right? You know, we, we know that. And Arsenal's record against Olympiacos is actually shocking. Uh, the last time they went out against the, in Champions League or whatever in the group stage it was to Olympiacos. Uh, I think you know they go over there. And they they never win over there. I might be I might be wrong. The blue book might be wrong, but they seldom win in Olympiacos. So again, Arsenal Olympiacos. Uh, although it was a lot of years ago, Arsenal. You know what I mean? That would have been a Champions League game as well. Um, so you, you're looking at these. You have got Granada Molde, uh, which is Olegana Solskjaer's old side, isn't it? Molde, uh, which is pretty mad. That is not a Champions League match. Tottenham Zagreb, potentially, you know, both of us have been in the Champions League, but I don't remember too many Zagrebs being in the Champions League. I don't know, I might be wrong. Was they in there and they dropped down? I don't know. Um, Slavia, Prague and Rangers, and then Dynamo, Kiev and Villarreal, Ajax, Young Boys. I mean, not being funny, if we get through Zagreb, we, there's, a, there's a few teams in there that could go out. That you, wouldn't, you wouldn't want United or Milan, would you? You wouldn't want that. So one of them's gone. You wouldn't want Rome or Donetsk and one of them's gone. And you wouldn't want Arsenal or Olympiacos and one of them has gone. So it starts to open up a bit, doesn't it? So that's why you're coming back to playing your, you know, your, you know, your best team. And, you know, do you know what I mean? I know, I know you can't think of it like that and you just got to go after that one game, but I want to get excited. It's pretty Lee, exciting. Come Lee, on, you're going to put me down to earth now, aren't you, Jace? I'd love Olympiacos in the next round. If there's one, oh, yeah, team, oh, no, so like, like, yeah totally now. Yeah, it means the gooners are gone. But no, do you know what I mean, though, lads and listeners? Do you, do you get what I'm saying here? Like, you're looking at that and you're thinking, there's no reason Jose would be in his office with his staff looking at that guy and we're going to win this. Yeah, absolutely. Crackers? Well, yeah, too, too right. You've got to have the confidence, and eventually we're going to have to play a good team, a real good team. And as I said, the Zagreb, I don't think, are going to be a pushover. But they they are more than doable, more than doable. But it's exciting times, like I said. Listen, I think our work here is done. We've debated everything this evening. Even Lo Celso, even Lo Celso's got a mention. We're talking about getting on a plane to Buenos Aires. Don't fly for me, Argentina. Uh, uh, Jace, you having that? No, he's here all week. He's here all week. I'm here all week. I'm getting a thousand <laughs> yards there. Jamie's just not even taking mute off. He's just not even, he's having none of that at all. Sorry, terrible dad jokes. All right, listen, ladies and gents, boys and girls, thank you once again. Thank you for reaching out to us on social media as well and making points and putting them over. We do really appreciate it. We're getting in touch and letting us know what you think. Uh, keep safe. Keep well. Look forward to Thursday night. Enjoy it. It's Europe. It's fantastic. Listen, we're not in here debating what colour the tea-up should be at the back of the stands. This is Tottenham Hotspurs, man. Come on, Europe and everything. And Arsenal at the weekend. 
What a time to be alive, eh? Brilliant stuff. My, and my birthday, mate. My birthday is match day oh, Thursday. Your birthday. When's oh, that, Jason? Get in there. Come on. Thurs, match day. Match day oh, Thursday. Match day. Match day Thursday. Come on, Tottenham. You know what to do. Give Mr. McGovern the best present of all. Nice. And Olympiacos. Home win. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah, and Olympiacos. And Olympiacos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tottenham bake the cake and Olympiacos can ice it. That'll be perfect. You know that. Beautiful. You know it. All right. Good stuff. Brilliant. Thank you so much for downloading and listening. Jamie, good stuff. Thank you. Brilliant stuff as always. Ice cold with your stats as ever. Yeah, absolutely. No, really, really pleasing performance tonight. Really, really good win. And yeah, as you said, look, really looking forward to Thursday now. I think we are, you know, we, we're going to have a really exciting end to the season now. Obviously, we've had been through a very difficult um, kind of period as, as Spurs supporters, but I think no, it's, it is starting to look up. I think with, with people like Gareth Bale and Harry Kane in the team, you always stand a chance. So I'm really looking forward to the end of the season, you know, whether that be in the Europa League and the Premier League. So, yeah, should be good fun. Mr McGovern, thank you so much. And I'm sure if Spurs go all the way in a competition, you'll be the first one to buy Jose Mourinho a pint when the pubs reopen. Depends if we play on the front foot, mate. It's, you know, <laughs> depends. If we win it and we park that bus, I won't be happy. So simple as that. No, big, big week for us. I always say next game is all you worry about. But my eyes are on next Sunday for sure. My eyes are on next Sunday, and and I've I've become the four-one special podcaster. I hope I'm on next Sunday. I really do. Yeah, you're yes, on now. <laughs> <laughs> and finally. Mr. McQueen shoveling that coal back into the firebox again of that crazy train. We're back on track, baby. We are, baby. And, and I'll be honest with you, that coal, I've been shoveling that in over the last three, four, five weeks or so, and the hard work pays off. So let me tell you, kids, you work hard, it does pay off, and we are now seeing the crazy train back on the tracks, back on the rails, and woo-woo, pumping along. Um, fantastic <laughs> win tonight. Four goals, uh, sumptuous goals as well. A, a, a goal that could have been avoided that took maybe the total shine off it, but fa fantastic game tonight and look forward to uh, for Thursday. Happy birthday, Jason McGovern. Nice one. Like I said a little while ago, everybody keep safe and well. And as ever, and as always, come on you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.